I'm Tammy, composer of Eder. It's really a surprise to me that I'm speaking right now. <laughs> I was told that I'm going to, I mean, I volunteered to speak, no one asked me. I mean, I was asked, but um, I volunteered because um, I, I am so lucky that I have this program, so I'm willing to do anything, everything, anything for um, uh, OA and being service helped me so much so I'm just um, I hope today by this share I can help someone and to the newcomers welcome it's a great program just keep coming back I um, came to this program nine years ago I was broken uh, I look like I have it all I was uh, I think yeah I was 10, 10 pounds lighter and um, all I wanted is to lose more weight and I thought that by losing weight then I'm gonna be perfect and then I can do whatever I want and I'm gonna achieve whatever I wanted, whatever. If it's being rich or famous or whatever, I was already rich, I just didn't know that. I just thought that if you're, you don't have it all unless you're really skinny and um, my uh, compulsive overeating started uh, very in a very, uh, I was probably very, very young. I didn't think that I'm a composer either when I did that. I um, grew up in a crazy house that there was no schedule, um, a lot of neglect, like um, my parents didn't check on us to see when we're eating, when we are taking showers, when we have to do our things. The only uh, schedule was going to school and coming back. So we walked by ourselves and we came home and they have no idea what's going on with us and we were like four kids I'm the second child older one is my brother he became like the leader and he was a crazy leader because my parents were cra he was just leading um, when I'm five and my leader is seven years old it's not a good leader <laughs> So from a very young age, I felt, oh my God, this is so lonely, this is so sad, let me just eat, because there was no other substance, right? So my, my, one, my first memories is that me scratching the walls and just trying to test how the wall tasted. And um, it probably was uh, those old, old concrete walls, and they tasted really yummy because I kept eating it. And I remember one day they just closed my, uh, they wrapped my uh, fingers and they didn't know what to do with me and they took me to a doctor and I was so skinny like I was anorexic. Um, but it was because no one cared what, what we eating, where and where and um, um, so this was my, my first memory of eating something that is not, you're not supposed to eat and um, later, later on, um, I remember, um, I w this was in Iran, and when I was five years old, we moved to Israel. And I lost my, I mean, my grandparents were the, the ones that were watching us. And um, coming back to Israel and having my crazy mom and my dad watching us wasn't a good thing, too. So I remember I have a first memory of a babysitter coming and my father chaining the refrigerator because he was afraid that she's going to eat the food. So back then I didn't really care about food at age five or six, but when I saw the chain, I'm like, ooh, probably a safe box, a toy box or something going on inside. And um, 
this is not normal, you know. This is not normal to change your refrigerator. And then I used to hear them saying, you know, save on food or cut your apple to half or bush like that. And I realized that um, there, there's something going on in this house. Uh, my father was very rich and my mom came from a poor background, so she didn't know how to manage money. And uh, she gave us the feeling that there is not enough. So we always had to fight over how much we are eating, how much in the house. Um, and uh, there were discrimination also. The guy, like my leader, my brother, he always get the cashew and the expensive food. And we got like, you know, like the whatever was left over. So we, we always thought, oh my God, he has it and we don't. And it was just a cultural thing that the guy is here and the woman is lower. Um, so I grew up in this crazy household. Always loved school. I uh, always got A's because I wanted to be the good, uh, the good girl, the good student, the good daughter. Um, at some point, I realized that no matter what I, how good I'm gonna be, my mom doesn't like me, and I didn't know why. Um, she got married really, really early, and um, we were her kids. I mean, my, she, she got it was second marriage with my dad, and he was older. She was like. 20 and he was 50 and she was gorgeous and he was jealous so we felt that, that, that something going on in this house and they were fighting all the time and um, at some point I realized that um, that I have to um, find my way by myself because I, these people are not going to give me the tools I need so I started going to my friend's house. I had an amazing friend. Is this my time? <laughs> Too early. So um, at some point I realized that um, I am going to go to my friend's house. And when I need to have um, food, I'm going to eat in their house. And for years I used to, I had this amazing friend and her mom was everything I wanted for my mom. She was a piano teacher, high school. Uh, uh, teacher, she had good boundaries, and it was amazing. They were Holocaust survivors, and I felt like at home with them. Like the the craziness in my house and the the energy in their house just fitted how I felt. Because in my house, if you didn't do anything right, you will be beaten up. And my leader, my brother, was the one that was in charge. So try to imagine that. If I if I had if I watch too much TV, they will come and take try to see how hot is the TV and then I'll, he will beat me up. Uh, so I was really good at running for a while. Yeah, I, he never won. Never won. <laughs> yeah, I became a very fast runner. Um, so this was that and um, this was my childhood. I don't remember much. I just remember it was really crazy. I had to run a lot. Um, I wasn't, I, I was really skinny, food was an issue, and then one day my mom decided that that's it. I'm wearing short shorts, I have to be a better girl, and she shoved me in a boarding school. And it was not a sexy boarding school, it was an Orthodox Jewish boarding school facing the cemetery, and I was supposed to. <laughs> <laughs> no Hollywood, it was like cemetery back then in, in uh, Bnei Brak, Israel. 
sad and thank God my sister was with me because she already she had she was in a boarding school two years before in a different boarding school and she was like amazing and thank God she was with me but I didn't do well oh my god I thought that she kicked me out of the house and I wanted to go back right and as a 13 14 years old I felt so powerless and this is the year that my food addiction started because everything was horrible beside the food they had like a if you go to a five-star hotel and they give you a good food this is this is all they had a good food and um, I started eating because in my house everything was limited the bread was limited the milk was limited the fruits and vegetables everything was limited and uh, there were not really meals and here they have like they give you one loaf of bread for breakfast and you can do whatever you want with it and on top of it there is chocolate spreading free so what do you do <laughs> what else <laughs> So I, I remember um, feeling guilty that I did something, I committed something really bad and I am being punished and food was there and it was so cunning and soothing. And in this year it was, it was really um, a horrible year for me because two months later my father passed away all of a sudden and I really loved him. He, I was his princess. I was, uh, um, he had... Um, I, had, I have half brothers and um, I was like the first girl after, after seven boys and I was really adored by him and, and then I lost him and I think he got um, I'm not sure until today but I think he had stroke um, this was really devastating and in the week of his shiva I think I gained like 14 pounds it's 7 kilos and um, after that I felt like I'm the fattest human being alive and I start having all these like body images and I'm really fat. No matter what I did, I felt fat. Um, I finished the boarding school four years later. I started working and the second I got my first job and I had money, I went and I wired my teeth and I closed my mouth. And it was like the, the diet back then, it was uh, I think 19... 91 something like that and I, I closed can you believe it I was I was so crazy like who else gonna do that why are you teeth like that and I uh, for six weeks were closed and all I ate was like yogurt in the morning soup for lunch in the blender everything in the blender healthy food but I lost so much pounds so much kilos pounds I lost like 20 uh, kilos it's a lot for me and um, one of the reasons that I did it today, I think, it was I wanted to close the, child, the, the craziness in my head. It told me, oh, you're not good enough, you're fat, you're not good, da 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 Everything my mom used to tell me. I tried to shut her mouth and I closed my mouth. And it didn't work. Um, it was amazing when I opened that. I thought, oh, I have, I'm going to have the life that I want. I got a lot of attention didn't like their attention. I didn't know what to do with my their attention. I was 17, 18 years old. I didn't know what to do with that. And I don't know if you know, the guys in Israel, they are, whoa, very bold, very smooth. And I didn't know what to do with that. So the second I opened my mouth, I, I gained all the weight back. And I used to have students. I worked in a place that I, I, I taught computers. And one of my students, came to me and she said, you know, here, 
here. I, I go to this program. It's a program. It's called whatever it's called in Israel. Here, take the paper. Maybe it's going to help you. And I tried to do it by myself because I had so much shame and guilt. I felt that I'm not good. And if people are going to see me this way, they're not going to like me. So why to bother? Of course, I couldn't do it. And a year later, I gained everything back. Um, things were not good at home. At some point, my mom kicked me out of the house because I didn't listen to her. My brother and my sisters, they were very, they listened to her. Everything she said, every lie she told them, they believed her. I, I realized something wrong in this, uh, in this picture, something wrong with her. And um, I started seeking outside help. I was uh, from, I was 16 or 17, and I realized that there is a, something called therapy. And I started working, and with this money, I just paid for my therapy. I continued going to school, and it was, I found my own schedule. I wake up in the morning, I go to work, I go to school, and there is therapy. This was my schedule. Um, and at some point, I realized that um, I was suicidal because diet didn't work. And I ate healthy, but at 4 p.m., there was something that calling my name and telling me, that's it, we can't do it anymore, just let's go binge. And I, I, I used to binge, and I will be skinny one day, and then the next day my stomach will be like expanding, like I'm pregnant. And then I will start using laxatives because, you know, so much food, I, I have to do something about that. And um, I tried every single diet possible to the extent that I knew that the calories and the portions, like it's crazy. Um, even until today, I know that those things and like, why do I need to do it? Extra information. Uh, but for composer either, I thought like I'm a, it's a big deal. Uh, no diets, nothing helped. Um, I was working, supporting myself, feeling so much pain. Uh, couldn't get too close to people. The, the second I got close to people, I started eating more because I always needed the distance between people and myself. Um, wasn't good at dating because I was always on a diet, and uh, I didn't. I, I thought that wait, wait a minute. When I'm gonna be on the right uh, weight, I'm gonna find a guy, and then one day I met my met my husband. It was a it was a like a blind date. And he was a good boy, and he was such a normal guy. Um, I have five minutes, and I didn't talk about programs. So I got, <laughs> I got married, crazy, still crazy. He didn't care how much I'm eating. I was binging and binging. Every time I was close to him, I would bring my books and my food, binge again. I, 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 I don't know how I raised two kids. Um, I have two girls, one 17, one 14, and they're amazing. I know how I did it. I know, the only thing that I know, it's the program. When uh, my, uh, I don't remember how old they were, but I think my youngest one was four, and she had her birthday party, and I, I spent like a few weeks trying a wedding for a four years old. Like, this is not normal, right? And it was all about the food. I didn't see anyone. I didn't hear anyone for two weeks. I just made the food and the cakes and whatever crazy thing I did. 
And then the day after, I looked like I am nine months pregnant because I ate all the leftovers. How dare people didn't eat all the cakes, right? <laughs> I went to the doctor and he said, uh-uh, you gained 20 pounds in one day, it's impossible. I didn't gain, I just looked like I gained. Uh, so he put me on a diet, it was a crazy diet, and I couldn't keep it for one day. And um, through this week, I went, to him, I went back and I told him, I'm a compulsive eater. There is no way I, can, I cannot stop eating. Um, and I, this is what brought me to OA. Um, I came to OA and from the first week I found Swanser, I started working, I became abstinent because I, was, I realized that I'm going to lose everything I have if I don't stop my, my food addiction. And I um, started working the steps like a crazy human being. Like every day I, I, I did question or whatever. Meditation came later, God came later because I hated God. With this boarding school, with the cemetery, God couldn't be there. They were all dead. <laughs> so, no God. Until it took me a few years in a relationships program and in a way cleaning my by the way cleaning my food helped me to get closer to other people because I didn't feel that I'm a bad girl so I felt that I have enough I'm good enough started loving myself started looking in the mirror and saying oh I love you oh my god you're so nice I love you service started helping other people I love my sponsors they're the best I was just I came back after three weeks I was three weeks out of town and they called almost every single day some of them twice a day amazing so what really helped also was the tool of writing I started writing every day about what's going on so a lot of garbage came out um, find the real therapy that deals with post-traumatic stress disorder um, I was beaten up so many times I really needed that and the bombing in Israel didn't help with the post-traumatic stress disorder uh, this find a God that I started really liking writing meditation oh my god I started meditating amazing amazing love it uh, I meditate every single day I have even a guy that I, um, I text him every day now after meditating for how long I meditated I have a sponsor in OA I have a sponsor in the relationship program I even have I uh, called uh, someone from away before I, I travel and I told him I'm gonna send you a photo of my food every single day and you know I went on a trip I went one week to Italy didn't touch a single piece of bread pasta or what else pizza because I knew I can't afford it and um, while I was two weeks in Israel clean food clean food wasn't easy around my family it's not easy and every time I was uh, uncomfortable my sister is like how about I give you to smoke a joint to feel better <laughs> <laughs> or my uncle do you want a glass of wine like like those are the tools I grew up with you know you either drink you smoke you use you do something how can you feel your feelings and there were moments in Israel that I was sitting and I was just crying and I didn't care and they will see you want a joint, you want a drink, you want this, you want to eat cake, take a cake, take a cake. I'm like, no, thank you. Because I, I try those things. I smoke for 10 years, it didn't help. And I know one, I'm, a, I'm an addict. One, one experiment and I'm back. And uh, I don't want that because I really have a good life. And 
I'm so grateful that I'm in this program because at times I think that I have it all and I forget. And then I go out of town and I'm like, oh, I'm a composer reader. So thank you for being here today. Thank you for listening and grateful to be here. That's it. This is the time for questions only. There is no sharing at this meeting. If you need to share, please do so with any one of us after the meeting. Also, please remember that the opinions of the leader are my own and not those of Overeater Anonymous as a whole. When asking questions, you need not identify yourself. If being recorded, please remember, if you ask questions, your voice may be audible on the OA podcast. If being recorded, Okay, questions. Yes, Viva. So the question was how my relationship with God transformed from uh, the God of the cemetery to the God of today. <laughs> yeah. Good question. So I was so angry at God when I came to program. I don't think I believed in God since the day I went to this boarding school. I hated God. I really hated everything about God because I thought that it punished me um, because not only it took me from my house, he, all, he also took my, God, my dad away and I guess my dad was like my God for a while. Uh, so. I made this uh, connection that wasn't true, you know. Everything was the way God wanted for me. How I did the transformation, is it was a process. Because when I came to program, I, I, I was angry, I was sad, I was depressed. So there was no room for loving God. When, I, when it came slowly, listening to people, uh, being close to people that I saw that they have it, you know, they didn't just talk, they walk and talk. Uh, so, uh, what I had to do is actually write down what I want God to be looking like, what God has, and I took one of my friends that I trust, and I took all the, uh, everything she has that I want, and I just applied it to God, and I started praying every day. And uh, slowly I realized that everything that he did for me was the best, but at the time I couldn't see it. This boarding school saved my life, you know. Otherwise I will be raped by my uncle or beaten up by my brother one more time. Or I will not know all the principles of life because we grew up like animals. When you are young and you don't have parents to guide you, this is not a good place to grow up. I have a sister that didn't go to boarding school and she's different than Nima and the one that went to. So um, I realized that everything that he does, I may not see it today. I don't, I can't, I can't understand. I don't question it anymore. It's just better for me. Um, and um, I have a God box today and I put my notes there and it's overflowing sometimes. but. I have a great life, and it's because I believe in God. Thank you. Yes. Thank you for your share. Um, have you found the obsession to uh, compulsively eat lifted, or is it a goal of, you know, it's like down? How was your experience with the actual compulsion to recover? 
Good question. So how, the question is, how is my um, compulsion to eat? Is it a roller coaster or it's like quiet? So I tell you what's happening. When I need to do, uh, so I'm a compulsive eater, and when I don't do anything, my I have no compulsion to eat. Like when my life is relaxed and there are no not, no drama, it's calm. I have no no compulsion to eat. I just realized this lately. But let's say. I have a growth, something that I need to grow up. Uh, let's say there is a, I have to take a class. I have to do something that I'm uncomfortable. Then I have this crazy compulsion to eat because I'm afraid. I have a fear of success. I'm afraid to grow. I'm afraid to have a better life. So then I start the compulsion. Let's eat. Let's not think about it. And um, right now in Israel, I just wanted to eat all the time because... I see these people that I'm uncomfortable with, I go to these places that I have uncomfortable association with, and then I realize, oh my God, this compulsion is crazy. Um, but there are tools. What I do usually, I just call someone, I text someone, I'm not going to eat until this thing goes, I finish with that, until I, I miss the flight, I didn't miss the flight. My nightmare is to go sit on a flight and they're going to cancel it. And I, by myself, with my little kid, I need to find in the middle of the night, 2 a.m., a hotel. And it's Israel. It's not like in L.A. People are nice. Oh, let me help you. No, go find yourself. So I had to find in the middle of the night another flight and, and um, a hotel. This was the most uncomfortable thing for me. And the whole time I'm thinking, oh, I have rice cakes, rice cakes. Everyone's thinking about going doing that thing, and I'm thinking about my rice cakes. You know? So I waited for 6 a.m. to eat breakfast with rice cake. But the whole time I'm like, those no. And other people are thinking about what to do. I'm thinking about rice cake because I'm a compulsive eater. I texted a few people in program and I told them no eating on the breakfast. And I just did find a hotel, put her to sleep. Then I had my rice cake, went to sleep. Everything is okay. But when I have to grow up, do something uncomfortable, I have. I have this compulsion, and there are tools. I have to use the tools. Thank you. Questions? Can you forgive your family? Family oh, Why are you doing it? <laughs> okay, the question was, if I forgiven my uh, origin family. So, this is an uncomfortable question. Thank you. Um, I prayed for them for the last nine years. It got better, so much better, and then they became crazy again. I tried, I really tried to forgive them, be the nicest, be in service. And then uh, a few months ago, they, uh, my mom was here again, and she started acting crazy. And um, I went to therapy, and she said, you can't contact her anymore. This was the most uncomfortable thing for me to do, because I need to be the good girl, the good daughter, provide, be, help her, please her. And then this time I went to Israel, I didn't even contact her. Now, it was very uncomfortable. I wanted to eat every single day. I cried a lot, but this is the growing pain. This is the growing pain. I forgave my brother. I, I forgive my sister. I, I, I forgive because it's good for me. I don't forgive them because they deserve it. These people are the cruelest, meanest people you can imagine. Um, but... For my own sanity, I choose to forgive. I wrote a lot. I did so many inventories. I, I went to so much therapy. 
just to forgive them. Um, some days it's really easy. I, I see them on a white cloud, balloons, I let them go. But some days it's so painful and then I pray for them for 14 days. Try to make it better. Um, I forgive most of them. I went to Israel and I didn't think about my uncle. It was my nightmare. I didn't think about him. I didn't think about my brother. I didn't care. Uh, the only thing was my mom because I still want my healthy mom. I want her to come out and say, Oh, I love you. Oh, you are the best. You know, you did so much for me. I love you. It's not going to come out because she doesn't know how to do it. It's not her fault. She, she wasn't wired this way. So am I going to keep the, the, the pain and the unforgiveness? No. No one deserves it. No one. I forgive. I, I choose to forgive. I wake up and I'm like, I want to be happy. And the only way to be happy for me is to write down, Tammy, I give you permission to be happy today. How do we do that? We forgive. We, I have to be in service. I have not to be in my, in, in my crazy family. So, yeah, I forgive. I, I choose to forgive. Thank you. What my writing? Okay, I'll hear you with your question. Okay. So, the question was, how my writing look like? So, um, it changed to, yeah, I have my journal here. Uh, Tusa pointing out, my journal is here. And I went to Italy, the only thing I bought besides gifts was one journal for myself. That's it. Um, I have so many of them. It started different, in a different way. I always journaled. Even as a kid, I had journals. When I met my husband, I burned them because I didn't want him. <laughs> yeah, like I didn't want him to know what I went through. Like he will not know later, right? So, but now they're, they're all over the house and I don't care if someone look at them. Uh, so how they look like? I wake up, gratitude, gratitude. Um, my first sponsor was 25 years in AA. And she taught me the AA principle, so I wake up, I write like gratitude, 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 I fill a page. Some days it's just what I need to do so the garbage come out. Like I have to do grocery, fix my hair, do my nails, the crazy stuff. I hate so and so, let's pray for her. He pissed me off, this is how it looks like. And then gratitude, and then what I need God to guide me today. And for today it's the courage to change the things I can. I need a courage because I'm at some point in my life that I need some balance with some other things that when I started it was all about the way I looked and my family and my relationship now got better I need help in other areas um, uh, this is how it looks like and I write a lot throughout the days um, I just write a lot that's it thank you thank you so much for your share um, yes. So the question was how I'm working with my sponsors. Uh, it changed a lot throughout the years. I used to be very strict because my sponsor, if I called her at 6:32, she will not answer my phone because I was supposed to call at 6:30. Now it's flexible because a lot of sponsors left me. Um, yeah, I wasn't I wasn't a good mommy. They left. So now they speak because I'm nicer, you know. I don't do that anymore. So you miss few minutes, you know. I miss few minutes too. I try to be on uh, as much as I can on time. I have problem with time. Still have problem with time. I try to be as kind as I can, loving and and in service. Um, they call me every morning. They give me their food. 
if they have something to talk about, we talk about. I used to ask them to write about the gratitude list and what they want to. Uh, they want and they need help from God. Um, with they do uh, the step work. It's different. Depends if they are new, if they are more time in program. Um, I ask them to. I ask them if they pray and meditate, especially if they call me and they're crazy. Um, we talk. I talk about a lot about stuff that are not related to food because I eat not because uh, the, the food is not the issue. Usually, it's under underneath thing. What happened with my relationship? With what's going on in my head or in my career or life? Um, ten steps every night. We email each other the ten steps. My time? I have five more minutes. <laughs> Thank you. Especially as somebody with PTSD, uh, how have you, in relation to the program only, not outside help, come to accept the love that the number of people do give you? How? Okay. Have you come to accept love? I don't like your question. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to answer it. I'm going to answer it. Okay. The question was, as someone who has PTSD, how I'm dealing with receiving love, right? So, um, still difficult for me, especially now, uh, before I went to Israel, I was uncomfortable. I didn't want anyone to get close to me. I didn't want to get closer to people. I just uh, talk about it. I write about it. I ask God to help me. Listen, I have two girls. And I'm the role model. I can't afford it. So somehow I don't want even my kids to close to me, get close to me. But I, I force myself. I do the footwork. I write about it. I talk about it. Um, very uncomfortable. Very uncomfortable. Uh, I went to Israel and I had moments that I, 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 went, I, I became the, the little kid that my mom did. My mom never hugged. She never said an, one nice word. Never said, oh, you're pretty. Oh, I love you. Nothing like that. We grew up without that. So um, I'm the weird one in my family because I go and I hug and I touch and I, I, I don't know. I, I was I was wired differently. So I try to give it anyways. Um, if I feel that I'm poisoned and I'm not feeling good, I isolate for for an hour, a few minutes, and then I meditate about it and I stop out of it. I don't allow myself to do things for a long time that are unhealthy and unloving to myself because it's not fair. Why? You know, so um, I also try to um, connect to the people that my memory tells me they were good for you at some point, go back. So. For example, yesterday I went to a program friend, I sat in her house for two hours, and I realized that for the last nine years, I did with her what I want my mom to do for me. So this, was, this is a loving behavior. And if I go to people that I see that don't give me love, or they're unavailable, I, I realize that I really care and love them, but I limit my time with them because I realize that I don't want to get hurt anymore. So, um, did I answer to your question? Thank you. More questions? Peter. Can uh, you share uh, talk about the program with your children? Okay, so my kids and program. When I came to program, 
I uh, was this crazy mom that was very controlled. Ah, question. The question was how I am with my kids today and how they are in relationship to pro- in relation to program, right? Yeah, yeah, my kids, my kids, they are 17 and 13, so they know about program. I try to, I used to bring them actually to Al-Anon and OA when they were little because sometimes there were no babysitter and I was this crazy mom that has to do 90 and 90 or 30 or 30. So they, they knew. At some point, they were so happy to come with me because they listened to the gossip. They loved it. They will come home and like, I have this problem, but now they take it seriously. <laughs> Yeah, 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 yeah. Sometimes they're like, you need to go to program now. Uh, so I, the, most impor- the most interesting thing, they say the serenity prayer when things get tough. The little one, the youngest one, she meditated. Last night we had a cousin that came and he was here a few years ago. He was here nine years ago and he said, remember you, told, you, t- you taught me how to meditate? Because I taught them how to meditate. My kids pray. They meditate. Uh, yesterday, my youngest one went to Barnes and & Noble and she bought a book about how to go through anxiety. And she said, oh my God, those are all the tools you gave me from the program. <laughs> she writes. She has a journal. She writes. Um, they didn't see a mom that diet. So they pray with food, you know. I don't look at their food. I have more time? Okay, so I have more moments. Yeah. So... Um, I think that my kids are, I have a great relationship with my kids because of program. I don't, I'm not in their business. Uh, most days I just focus on myself. And uh, if I'm obsessed, I tell my sponsor and she's like, butt out. Um, I, they love me, you know. They want to be with me as much as they want, teenagers, you know. They kick me out of the room sometimes, not because I'm annoying, because they need space. Um, thank God for this program. They are healthy kids. A happy, healthy kid. Thank you for asking. So, that's it.